How's it? And welcome to Two Guys and SharePoint, recorded live from SharePoint Saturday, Johannesburg. This special edition of the podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, SPCAF, the SharePoint Code Analysis Framework. Built by the crazy team at Rencore, get the only tool on the market to analyze SharePoint and Office 365 customizations. Code quality, code transformation, code governance. Available at www.spcaf.com. And by DocKit, the ultimate documentation toolkit from Accelerato. Generate SharePoint documentation, analyze permissions, and compare farms. SP DocKit, the ultimate SharePoint admin tool. www.spdockit.com. And by ShortPoint, web design extensions for SharePoint. Design and improve the user experience of your SharePoint site in minutes and without coding. Now available for SAP 2 www.shortpoint.com. For the show this week, we sat down with some of the speakers, sponsors, and attendees of SharePoint Saturday so that you could get an insight into what it was like if you weren't there. So without any further ado, let's get straight into it. First up, we have Andrew Johnson and Herman Cronier. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thank you. It's good to see you once again supporting uh, SharePoint Saturday. It's not your first rodeo. You've been a few times to to doing a couple of sessions with us? Yeah, it's our second year. Last year being the first first year. And we'll run through all three from here all the way down to Cape Town and back up to Durban. My name is Andrew Johnston. We, I'm the IT manager for Conquer IT Solutions. And I'm Armand Cronier, uh, SharePoint manager for Conquer IT Solutions. So boys, are you finding SharePoint Saturday today? I think it got off to quite a good start. Uh, yeah, the comedian that arrived. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the guys are enjoying it. First few sessions, didn't have a jam-packed session, but there was quite a few people there, people interested. So this is you saying, presenting from a hundred-seater room that it wasn't jam-packed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so if half the room was full, you'd have 50 people in your room? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't bad. No. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's very modest of you. Yes, we've had a great turnout today. Just over 329 people. That's the amount of people who could count. There's been a lot of walk-ins and a bunch of people coming in that didn't even could collect the swag. I don't think they knew it existed, but it was in the corner. Yeah. So your experience with the SharePoint, I mean, when did it start? How did you get into SharePoint? What made you look at SharePoint? Well, pretty much, um, I was one of those end users that said it was SharePoint, not SharePoint. <laughs> or DeadPoint. <laughs> or DeadPoint, there we go. But once started to, to use the functionality, see what it's all about, it, it really grabbed me. And um, we, we were in need of a resource, and that's where I started. Tossed into the deep end and had to come out at the top. And that's how we striving, taking all these, how can I say, mundane, not so lacquer tasks of business and making it better, putting it on a, on a digital platform, you know, where we can share and collaborate on that content. But you've got quite a big drive internally in your organization. Has that been quite a, quite a big uh, contributing factor to, you know, a lot of times, uh, myself and Rod, I mean, we consult in the industry and you find a lot of times you deploy environment and it's all great the first five days and then it becomes a white elephant so change management those sort of things also a good project sponsor 
uh, belief in that the system can actually deliver what you're looking for. Yeah, we, you know, just to clear up, this is not, if we'd like to call them iterations, um, we've rebuilt our SharePoint environment, rebranded, all those kind of things. I think we're on the fourth turn now. Um, it wasn't, it was similar to what you say. We put it in, okay, fine. We tested it, tried the water, and we didn't get huge user adoption. We realized, well, back to the drawing board, let's see how we can. And we've run all the way through to today, which I can actually say I think is quite successful because we've actually taken on the um, biggest way to grab the guys into SharePoint is like Armand was saying, is take the mundane tasks, forms, you know, those kind of things that can grab people. You know, that's, you know, (laughs) the easiest way is, you know, if you want the guys to go to SharePoint, put what they use pretty much on a daily task or, you know, anything that they really need, take it out of where it was and put it into SharePoint in some way or the other. And you're partially forcing them to go there and eventually they start seeing, oh, but wow, you know, this can actually easier and better my life. And then from there on, it starts running. And taking the frustrations out as well. I mean, in particular, the project sites, where the guys are sitting, no VPN access required or whatever, they just jump on from sites. Speaking of which, I've got two project sites that's sitting between the one sitting at 15 gigs and the other one at 38. People from site collaborating as well as the engineers in the office. And and it's really growing um, and a very good uptake. And you guys have got quite a big distributed uh, environment uh, geographically across not only South Africa, but into Africa, Mauritius, and those sort of things. And you've got a lot of consumption in those areas, which is very commendable. How did that come about? I know that uh, Tracy has been training people 200 kilometers from wherever <laughs> on a wind farm somewhere, uh, which is uh, training people in containers or something like that. I mean, that's, that's quite a strong undertaking, or it's quite a big undertaking, considering that you've got people out there who's not... Their computer literacy skills are not at the top end of, okay, I know how to write a formula in Excel. Whereas these people are like, well, how do I right-click? You know, that sort of thing. And to deploy SharePoint, what was your experiences around that? It couldn't have been easy. The big thing around that is, call it from the time the company started, we've always been, you know, our company is pretty much erecting overhead line, power lines, building substations, Lately, you know, we're big on the renewable sides and obviously the automation within that. But due to the fact of pretty much if you're in a plane from here to Cape Town, you see power lines from here to Cape Town, you know, in the most remote areas. And even if you looked at from um, a user count in terms of guys who actually have mailboxes and logins, we're only at 600, but we have a staff complement throughout the whole company of over 2000 so we have a lot of manual labor and um guys that are hands-on type jobs and it's those guys that pretty much and that's the reason why tracy goes off into the bundus is to go and upskill them and get them on um and that's also the nice thing with not having in the bundus you've got to rely on edge and satellite and those type of very slow connections and i must say sharepoint actually does well in that um it's able to load, it's able to pull the pages up. Um, not as good as sitting on 100 meg, but it does it very well, actually. And the guys can pull down their forms as well as, fair enough, on filling in incidences on site and those kind of things. We've moved that all into forms. So it's quick, open the form, fill in the information, submit it back. Even on your mobile devices, 
fill it in, submit it back, and when eventually you get a 3G connection, Wi-Fi at the hotel or at your accommodation, uploads, done, quick. It's, it's quite a big success story for the product. James, thanks a lot for your time. We appreciate you contributing to the success of today. And we'll see you a bit later for the annals. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Next up, we have Joshua Jobert. And we're back. Welcome, Joshua. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to come chat to us a bit about SharePoint Saturday at Johannesburg. So. Oh, it's absolutely a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Ah, what was your first experience like? Um, you're not you're not new to it. You've been around the block a few times. Yes, I must say, but uh, never been to a SharePoint Saturday that is so well run like this one. Uh, number one, number two, the size of it and the amount of sponsors. It's just absolutely phenomenal. The guys did awesome. Yeah, we, we, this year has been interesting for us. Funnily enough, what normally happens is uh, myself and Brad we get into quite a big argument about okay, have, have we sent out the stuff? in the right amount of time. So this year we started sending out the sponsor packs in March. They told us wait till July and then we ended up waiting till the last minute for the last nine sponsors to come on board. And record sponsorship, 14 sponsors, three Lightning Talk sponsors as well. Um, and crazy numbers, crazy numbers. It's so. absolutely fantastic. You guys said awesomely well. Must say that um, it's a great idea bringing in the uh, quick Lightning Talks. It is... Um, Really phenomenal. Uh, I think that's also going to draw a lot of crowd, especially during lunchtime as well. Um, that's giving good product exposure. So yes, very cool. So what are you talking on today? Effective document capturing for SharePoint and scanning solutions. Tell us a bit about why you went into the session. What's what do you enjoy about it? Uh, where do you see the the touch points around it? And and what what's the overall message that you want to get across to uh, the delegates attending your session? So the overall message uh, to get across is basically not necessarily to say, guys, you know what, you, you need to have one single scanner, create one single scan solution, scan it to somewhere and go and pick up documents and try to move it somewhere else. It's more around automation, uh, what you can do with the automation of scanning documents into SharePoint, uh, the indexing, the metadata that you can derive from that, uh, cool new features in it like barcoding, those types of things. Um, so that's basically the message that we're putting out there today. It might be a bit of a product agnostic demonstration. That's good too. Yes, but um, yes, that is product is available to us and we thank you very much for our sponsor, Cofax, on that. Um, so yeah, guys, yeah, that's basically what we're going to try and also take them a bit of a journey on how to plan for it, what to think of uh, the certain key concepts that you have to understand before in visiting that you can scan documents into SharePoint. So just a little bit for the listeners, your background, where do you come from? How did you get into the industry? What makes you tick every day around SharePoint? Yeah, maybe maybe actually uh, introduce yourself. I, I am, I work oh, at. Hi guys, yes, um, I am Joshua. I'm a so-called EIM architect, enterprise information management, and I specialize in SharePoint. I've been involved with SharePoint now for the last 13 to 14 odd years, so I consider myself a bit of a dinosaur in SharePoint. Uh, might not be the most cleverest one, but I'd like to find cool ways of working uh, with the application. I do a lot of consulting, as I said. Um, so, yeah, how I got into SharePoint? Well, it was merely by fluke. Um, I was working at a adult entertainment company, and no, that's not porn. Uh, it's an online gambling institution. I was a network guy, and uh, 
we worked on SharePoints. And basically from there, uh, it triggered the whole SharePoint, if I might say, uh, within me. And uh, yes, started working way back then. It was not called SharePoint. It was actually called STS. It was STS version 2. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. <laughs> what was that? that was, it wasn't this. Pre, Pre-WSS3. No, but it was Site Server, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there was a WSS3. Team Services. Yes, the SharePoint Team Services. Services. Yeah. Started with Tahoe back in, I think, 2000. So it came from and then WSS2, WSS3, and then SharePoint Foundation. Yeah, so how I basically then got into the fullest swing of SharePoint was um, I went and I did EPM for Enterprise Project Management. Now, in order to do EPM, set up PMOs, you're going to need SharePoints. So SharePoint is a presentation layer, and basically what it does, it just presents your project server for you you do your configuration with the project server and you build your nice cubes and your nice reports and boom off you go so you customize your project server according to your methodology so that's basically how i got into sharepoints uh the thing that triggered me the most to move over into sharepoints is document management and also workflows that really is it's much more if i might say an open workflow than what you would get within project server where it's just a closed workflow that it's there you can't work with it it's just select a few things and then off you go it does what it does and that's about it yeah that's that's about it quite correct yes yeah and then from there just keep on studying to sharepoints doing a lot of infrastructure work uh, focusing a lot of infrastructure consulting more on the infrastructure side and then sort of moving over into the functional side of it so in closing where do you see sharepoint going there's a lot of talk about moving to the cloud microsoft committing to one more sharepoint version for on-prem we've seen feature packs come through the first of its kind the feature pack being released for sharepoint 2016. what are what are your feelings around that all know that there's bandwidth constraints in south africa and microsoft's not going to drop a data center here uh, congrats on uh, on your recent uh, award of a what is it called? A, oh, a CDCP. Data? Thanks. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's a certified data center professional. Okay, so you can build data centers. Yes. Um, well, not physically build. Not physically build. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's that's quite an interesting um, certification. Yeah. So it's it's uh, if if you have to think about the future moving to the cloud, Microsoft. The vision is purely, it's moving into the cloud. Mobile first, cloud first. It's as easy as that. SharePoint on-premise, yes. Um, due to the country that we reside in, on-premise is going to be for quite a while. Not only after the next or the last iteration of on-premises, but also there's a lot of big organizations that would rather stay on-premise before they start moving into the cloud. However, what we've seen is there's a lot of guys that will take up Office 365, but they will purely just take it up from an email perspective. Say, so, okay, cool, I've got Office 365, I've got my email, I've got my Outlook, there we go, and I'm done. Um, also, a bit more on uh, the link uptake, but from a SharePoint online perspective, not as much. So there's going to be quite a journey that needs to be, if, if it might say, walked by big organizations in order to get there, to get onto the cloud. Uh, a lot of people still have the misconception about data sovereignty. Um, that is just, sorry guys, um, to, say, to say that my data only has to reside in country. There's a lot of legal, legal aspects around it which people might bring to the table. However, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where your data center is. Your data center can be in South Africa. It could be in the radius of 50 kilometers from the nearest coast. It doesn't matter. Data is moved everywhere. It's just about obtaining your data and if you have to extract all of the data that's where your difficulty will come in. So. Yeah, the, the legal ramifications around data centers throughout the world, and if you look at the ECT bill, 
according to the government in South Africa, as long as the data center is equal or better than the specifications defined, and chances are every data center outside of South Africa, well, with the exception of Africa, is um, actually exceeds the specification stipulated. Yeah, so, well, agree with you 100% on that. Also, just um, slighting to note, when it comes to data centers, uh, South Africa is quite, I'm not going to say in the forefront of data centers. Look, it's not... Well, so we, we, we don't have any tier, tier 5s. Though. No, we don't have tier 5s. We've got tier 4 by design only. Yeah. And obviously, the reason being for that is that we've got one power provider. Um, most countries in Africa has got one power provider. True. So, therefore, it immediately renders them tier 4 by design. Well, not immediately renders them tier 4, but it, they bring in the by design aspect. You could be a tier 3 data center, but you cannot be a full-fledged mm. tier, tier 3 data center. Uh, it's purely because of the power providers. We don't have multiple sources of power or multiple power providers within Africa. So, yes, um, that basically does make it a bit difficult. However, our data centers are good. Um, there's, there, not to say they are bad ones, um, Obviously, it's the data centers that's independently managed. And I'm not talking about a data center for a client. I'm not talking about a data center that's in a department or anything like that. I'm talking about the guys that really specialize in providing data center services. Okay, great. Well, thanks a lot, Josh, for your time. I really guys. appreciate your contributions to the community, and we'll chat to you soon. Okay, cool. Thank you. Maybe you can just let us know uh, where people can find you online. You're on Twitter or... Yes, so my Twitter handle is uh, ShareMyCRM. I do CRM as well. <laughs> Facebook, uh, normal Joshua on Facebook. And then um, I'm not a big blogger, LinkedIn, but that's it. Great. Thanks cool. a lot, Josh. Thanks, Appreciate guys. It. Thanks, man. Next, we have Andrew Thornton-Smith. Cool. So we're back. Welcome, Andrew Thornton-Smith, in the booth with us now. How's your SharePoint Saturday going? How's it? Um, yeah, SharePoint Saturday this year it's been uh, attended by quite a few num- quite a few people, which is actually quite nice. The uh, session halls are packed. Uh, not not enough uh, seating space, so it's always a good thing to see. Uh, and yeah, it's going very well. Good good turnout by the sponsors as well. Good good swag being handed out. Good competitions. Uh, sorry for the guys entering the TV competition. It's mine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one can hope. Um, yeah, so my session that I'm going to be presenting on today is specifically around uh, SharePoint performance. And uh, yeah, so basically the, the write-up I did was that we're going to rub some hot sauce in SharePoint's eye just to get it running a bit. But quicker, I'm extremely impatient with anything slow, slow laptop, slow internet, slow SharePoint, slow anything just irks me very, very badly. So we're going to go through a couple of things, how we, uh, different types of uh, caching, SQL settings, uh, SharePoint options and stuff like that to uh, do all of that. So yeah, so that's what my session is on about. And uh, hopefully we'll get a, a full, a full, uh, a auditorium. full auditorium, auditorium lecture room. Yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty much what, uh, what mine's about. So just some background, where are you from? What do you do? What got you into the space that you're in right now? So I've been doing dabbling in the dark art of SharePoint for probably around 10 years. Uh, I've been playing with uh, SharePoint since 2003 SharePoint, which was wicked. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it was uh, fun. It was lots and lots of fun. You know, it goes, there's not that many people who've actually worked on SharePoint 2003. But uh, yeah, I'm currently working for a company called uh, Mint. I've been there for two and a half years. And yeah, it's a 
good good clients, good work. It's exciting. It's not the same the same old every day, day in day out. Uh, so it is actually quite nice. You get to meet a lot of new clients, which I enjoy. I enjoy being seeing seeing what how people are using it. I also enjoy the technical aspect, especially when someone's done something bad and they go, "Oops, it's gone," and then you have to go in and try to figure it out, recover and stuff. It's that's actually it's a lot of fun. Did I meet to answer all the questions? Yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, pretty much that. So. There's a little secret, a little known secret, that <laughs> most people don't know about you. But from my experiences in the past, you are actually the resident SharePoint Kerberos expert in the country. What do you have to say about that, Andrew? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we've uh, I've played a fair amount with Fluffy. It's uh, actually not as hard as everyone makes it out to be. I know there's a lot of scare tactics around it. Uh, there, it can be massively complicated. But if everything goes according to plan, you can have Kerberos and stuff running on your environment, including documentation, in less than a week. So, but there's lots of little, you know, disclaimers associated to that. You know, we need access to the right people, the right technical resources, and whatnot. But yeah, it's uh, I've done a lot of a fair number of Kerberos implementations. I think the most interesting one was I was doing one remotely at a company in Norway a couple of years ago. That went went well. So lessons we learned of that one: um, be on site. Yes, that was that was circa twenty twelve. Yes, that was <laughs> that was that was a number of years ago. It was a it was an interesting project. Learned a lot on that one, what to do and what not to do. But yeah, so yeah, Fluffy's Fluffy's not that bad. So there's rumors circulating the SharePoint underground that you have a playbook that you hand out to certain people that qualify, made up of over a hundred line items in a spreadsheet. Yes, it's um, my little uh, Kerberos cheat sheets uh, document. It's actually very, very useful. You fill in all the, uh, oh, I can't think what, uh, the document control panel in Office. You fill in all the necessary pieces of information and then you F9 your document and it fills in all the information. It pre-populates all of your code line items, uh, all the SPNs and everything. So uh, it took a long time to get that running, but uh, highly, highly useful. And it's a massive time saver, massive time saver. Absolutely. You say like, oh, no, Kerberos isn't that bad. Here's this 100 line item, massive macro document to kind of <laughs> help you out here. Because if you had to do it yourself, your brain would explode. But no, don't worry. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. not so bad. Purrs like a kitten. Purrs like a kitten. It's the stuff that it's. Uh, I think everyone working on SharePoint has their own little battle chest of, you know, you obviously have all the installs or the cumulative updates. You never know when you're going to need it, and you go to a client and they're like, "Yes, we have a 336 modem that connects to our internet." So you need to have that stuff on hand, but also anything that can help your job, you have to be able to. Pull it you must help back. yourself to help yourself. Well, I've never heard anyone refer to Kerberos as fluffy, so I take it there, there is some. Mutual love and respect oh, there. Some faithfulness to the cause of Kerberos. Uh, also, also a fair amount of fear as well. You know, it it, it can turn around and bite you. But uh, it, yeah, it's. Uh, You've had your session already. No, it's uh, coming up uh, quarter to two. Okay, after lunch. Yeah, right. after lunch. So yeah, so. We're we'll giving uh, out some hot sauce. Yes, going to be giving out some hot sauce. Hopefully, yeah. rubbing some chili in SharePoint's eye, getting it to go nice and zooty fast. Okay. And, yeah. So if you want to know how to make your SharePoint run faster, come talk to me. Awesome. Thank you. Um, do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you online, 
Website, uh, Twitter, such? Uh, Twitter, um, I've got to remember, I don't often tweet myself. Uh, it's at Andrew Thornton Smith, one word. And uh, I, with a nine-month-old baby at home, blogging is not a, not a n- thing. Not exactly a thing at the moment, so uh, I don't have a, a blog uh, at the moment. But yeah, pretty much reach out to me on Twitter, and that's, uh, that's probably the best way to get hold of me. Great, thanks a lot for your time, and cool, really appreciate you. your commitment to the making this event a success. And we hope you have fun today. Oh, I definitely will, and currently am. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, man. Sweet. Next, we have Yapi Khreif. Oh, welcome. Is it Jacob? 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 Yapi? I, I prefer the legend, but uh, but Jacob will work. Okay. Well, welcome, um, Yapi. <laughs> Thanks for coming through to SharePoint well, Saturday. It's, it's always good to have you on board as a speaker. Uh, just tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do? Where do you come from? How long have you been into it? Uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you up at night? That sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's a couple of questions to answer all at once. Um, for me, I'm actually quite new to the SharePoint space, to be honest. I've only been in it for about 18 months. Um, I'm the development manager for Brighthouse in the custom development and integration space. Uh, my background is actually in engineering, not so much uh, SharePoint Direct. Like proper physical engineering. Uh, yeah, so electrical engineering. I'm also a student, so I'm doing my PhD also in electrical engineering at the moment. Congrats. Um, yeah, shots. And uh, what keeps me up at night at the moment is flow. Why does it keep you up there? Governance. Governance. Yeah, oh, governance yeah. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. It's a difficult word to, to swallow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's quite, Look, it's quite rough to, because all these collaboration tools, you want to make them as open and easy as you can, but then you still have to put some governance in it, as you say. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think just, I think what's making this very interesting is that split between what information is yours and what information really belongs to the organization and what things you should really have full control over and what you should be able to change and what really is actually more beneficial to other people rather than just yourself. Yeah. So it's a very interesting time at the moment actually to be in SharePoint because what previously was a very locked down experience is now just so open for everyone to change, which hopefully brings a lot more you know, to the table. Yeah. So I think it's... Uh, That's very cool. What session did you do last year? I can't remember what it was. I did one on forms. So forms okay. and custom uh, dynamic yeah, the changing dev forms, stuff. that's the one. And and your session today is what? 100% dev. Um, okay. So mine's a massively technical session. It's actually on integration with externally facing content systems. Okay. So specifically looking at things like Joomla and Sitecore and NBC Custom and such and how you can just publish straight from SharePoint into those. Okay. Uh, since they took away the ability to do that with your Office 365 tenant, you used to have a, an externally facing website. So yes. in March 2017, None of that anymore. None of that anymore. So this is just to kind of put out a couple of alternatives for people who can't really hear best yeah, Microsoft did an interesting, when, when they pulled it, they started talking, well, okay, you should be going with Sitecore and where the world is going now, Microsoft's pushing hard cloud. So we had a question like this, Francois asked us the same thing around where you see Microsoft going with web content management since they pulled website. They're going to have to end up buying somebody. I suspect so. Um, we actually had a good uh, conversation with one of the chaps from Microsoft at Share this year. And I think in some ways it's a very good thing because as great as SharePoint is, it isn't a website tool. It, it's really not. There are superior tools out there. And I think this is showing just more of a unification of what you know the core capabilities of SharePoint are and focusing on those things. You know, There's a lot of trying to hammer it into things that it's not. It is by far the best intranet system you can have. You do that. You know, Use SharePoint for what it's for. And it does that very, very well. It does that exceptionally well. There's just nothing to compare it with. From a dev perspective, we've got very, we've got very few dev speakers uh, this month, this, this year. Yeah, it's it's mostly IT pros and business. How, how are you finding the developer community? 
in SharePoint with respect to moving to the cloud. Uh, there's the new Office UI, the Office Fabric stuff. Graph and fabric all of and that. All those things with React and the new SharePoint framework. I mean, that's, that's smack bang in your domain. It is. The um, so the SharePoint framework moment is very, it's very new. Um, so there's kind of benefits on one side, but also huge, huge, huge cons on the other. So for the moment, we're playing around with the SharePoint framework, but I wouldn't move a client onto it, at least for a couple of months. Um, in terms of the development space itself, it's almost dangerous at the moment because they give you so many capabilities, you know, specifically around the graph. You know, you can pull anything in, you can share it to any other platform, but it becomes very dangerous to kind of let developers loose because they want to do all this cool stuff. Whereas what SharePoint has, or at least what Microsoft has tried to do is give you all the capabilities from the front end. So what would take me, you know, a couple of days or a week to develop previously is something I can really just do out the box right now. So if anything, it's, it's almost been more of a process of instead of going, you know, forward, 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 take guys a bit backwards and say, but guys, you know, understand what you can do with Planner, what you can do with you know, all these other tools which are getting released on a quarterly basis for you, instead of trying to do everything, you know, roll your own whole time. There's definitely a place for custom still, um, but I think what you get with your subscription now is so incredibly powerful. You run the risk of just doing stuff that already exists. Yeah, and it's a lot harder to support something that's been custom coded than it is Absolutely. something just out of the box. For sure. Now you alluded to that, I think it was last week when we had the conversation with Frank around it's difficult to, okay, we want to add a whole bunch of stuff on top of SharePoint. You should actually start with what you currently get out of the box. Absolutely. And for sure. utilize that before you go into, well, let's buy additional apps. Absolutely. Do you guys create apps, WSPs? I you know the difference WSPs. Grandpa. WSPs. Yeah, so sandbox, sandbox solutions are kind of moving backwards now. Yeah, well, it's, they kill the yeah, sandbox so. stuff in the cloud. Anyway. Look, it's not kill, but it's not really something you use anymore. Apps is pretty much for everything now. So you are know, you I'd, finding people using apps? Absolutely. So I use apps for everything. Um, I'm quite a big supporter of that. I think that's going to change with the SharePoint framework. So okay. the problem with apps previously was just really the context in which they ran. So effectively, it sticks an iframe down onto your page, which suddenly makes all of the styling and everything just so much harder. So the SharePoint framework is now moving into a much more front-end controlled system, which is a lot better. But again, if nothing else from a governance perspective, Node brings a lot of concern um, for someone like me to it because there are so many great projects out there that then die a horrible death. And if you've aligned you know, onto this open source project, it can burn you badly. Yeah. So I think with Microsoft backing, it's going to just grow that community as well. And it's really great to see their commitment to open source and stuff like that, which has you know, always been a bit of a bugway for Microsoft. But now yeah, I mean, but even open sourcing.net and stuff is... Well, well, yeah, they've been pushing it hard. Yeah, absolutely. Microsoft's realized that we like the fact that we can run our systems on our systems, but we also started to like the fact that we can run our systems on other systems. And they've absolutely. taken that message and brought it through to the dev side as well. Mm -hmm. So be it in AWS or you start to look at what you can do with Docker and those sort of things, we're happy to support that now as well. That's Microsoft's message. Yeah, windows everywhere. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time. We really Great. appreciate it's your commitment to the community. Shots. And it's, uh, it's good to have you around. And stick around. Have a, have a beer on us later. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Cool. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Um, before you duck, maybe you just tell the listeners where they can find you online, company um, website, so, Twitter. Yeah, so uh, brighthouse.co.za is uh, my website. For the most part, I'm the kind of guy that uh, sticks in the back with they put pizza under the door, so I stay okay. away from social yeah, media as so much as I can, but I do have a blog. get you a t-shirt made. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Pizza under the door. 
Absolutely. I'm that guy. But, uh, but I do a blog, tech2dev at azurewebsource.net. Okay. So, yeah, see you guys there. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Next up, we have John T. Collins. Welcome, John T. It's good to have you back in South Africa. Thanks, The guy that actually left, and uh, I don't know if you're coming back. I'll just give the listeners just a, a bit of background, who you are, where you're from, what got you into this madness that's called SharePoint, and uh, where you see the world going. Yeah, thanks, Al. Yeah, good to be back. I flew in last night. had about three hours sleep. It's... It's about 10, 10.30 Australia time at the moment, so I'm starting to get tired. Jet lag is working its way. Uh, yeah, been involved with SharePoint for a number of years. Started back probably SharePoint 2003, playing in SharePoint, what used to be SharePoint team sites, or even before that in the company web, which was part of a small business server through a company called Netsured and jumped up the, the ladder around consulting services into Carabina, which was originally IS Partners, and started selling quite a lot of the technology stacks that sort of supported the SharePoint discussion. AirPoint came along and got an opportunity to become an AirPoint sales representative in South Africa, which I took uh, and then recently, six months ago, moved across to Australia to join the EPG team there or the enterprise team in Australia and then recently became managing director of Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. So I've had quite a, a quick journey in the last number of years into the, into the enterprise space in the third-party technology stack. And uh, SharePoint is a very exciting world at the moment. The, it's moving a little bit fast for me and probably for, for a lot of the vendors that are in the market. So the next 6 to 12 months, maybe 18 months, we'll maybe see a couple of them looking a bit interesting and in where they're going. And the others that will compete in the space should be interesting to see where they go. Looking forward to that. So tell us a little bit about this beard that you're growing. You're sporting quite a, quite a, quite a gruff there. <laughs> so when in Rome... To who is the Romans and and Melbourne is a culture of cool hippie guys that drink coffee and grow beards. Yeah, but and you don't have the plaid shirt though. You don't need. I've got a, I've got a sponsor shirt. You're not going. You haven't seen what I'm going to wear tonight. Okay, all right. All the right. dance floor might bring out the plaid shirt. Have you seen much of a difference between the industry in South Africa compared to Australia? Yeah, it's a good question. It's probably been one of the things that I've had most of my conversations around today, especially with the partners. As far as SharePoint is concerned. The market and the understanding of SharePoint and, and how successful it is, is very similar in Australia to South Africa. Uh, there is still this lack of understanding of where SharePoint fits in the, in the greater scheme of things within an organization and how strategic it is. The problem always has been with SharePoint, if you look in the Office 365 stack, uh, Exchange is a box product and it's, it's easy to move to the cloud. Skype for Business is a box product, easy to move to the cloud. Microsoft made OneDrive for Business really easy to synchronize to, to users' desktops and change configuration of local saving settings and opening settings to, to point to OneDrive for business and you end up getting left with this other thing, the framework of SharePoint that makes life really difficult because of customizations to migrate to the cloud. Uh, everyone's environment is different and that that is exactly the same in South Africa as it is in Australia. The partners definitely and, and maybe more so the senior partners in Australia are doing something quite unique and I think it revolves a lot around the API model of what Microsoft are producing and where they're going. There is definitely a trend to not develop in SharePoint and that organizations are building very cheap and easy to configure websites in platform as, as a service in Azure and building websites that then connect to things underneath them. And SharePoint is just one of those other things. So if you as a user need some information from SharePoint, which would come from a search experience, rather than going to SharePoint to do it, they consume the search API and just put it in a standard website. Oh, wow. And that's a, a very big trend as far as development. And specifically because 
Microsoft are building software so quickly. So when you start building inside the platform, the software changes without you knowing. And you've got to rewrite code or write really intelligent code up front. It's much easier to sit outside and just API into the underlying technology behind it. So that's definitely a big difference between the two. They also see it SharePoint a lot more as part of a solution as opposed to being a product. And that's, um, I think, where a lot of companies in South Africa get it wrong. Is they try to build another siloed product. Um, and if you look at SharePoint, it's normally the content and stuff inside SharePoint is part of a process. And you'll always have another, li another line of business system that the two of these things should work a lot closer to each other. And I don't think companies that do new SharePoint get that right. And I don't think partners that deliver SharePoint get that right. Yeah, it's, it's really about the maturity levels within the organization as well as yep. partners. And like you say, Microsoft is moving, moving so fast. Uh, the conversation with Lionel earlier on saying that even internally, Microsoft doesn't know mm. because they release features internally and people use it and they go, well, we've got these features and the other team doesn't have it. And it's really, uh, it's difficult to keep up. Yeah, it is. And it, it, it makes it probably quite challenging for us as a, as a vendor um, that works in this space to keep up. We're lucky that we're a large organization. We're over 1,500 staff and we have over 5 million Office 365 subscribers already and over 15,000 customers. So we, we probably learn the lessons pretty quickly. Our license models and those type of things have evolved and changed into a Microsoft-focused one, which it kind of always has been, but into the subscription, subscription base and Office 365 base. Um, and we're also starting to look at the way we build our software different. Our focus of our software has always been around a button. So it's been around someone opening our software and then clicking on a button to do something. Um, and the trend seems to be that we'll start redeveloping our software to be more API-focused so that it can be developed into the solution. But it's an interesting one when you go back to the maturity um, of organizations. Um, I think you've got, to, you've got to build in the maturity of the partner as well because in theory, the partner should be driving the maturity. And I, I think too often partners are waiting for the customer to tell them what they want. And one of, the, one of the partners I work with in Australia, they've got a very clever concept where they don't ask for requirements. They tell the customer what they want. So they have an interview process where they establish something called a persona and they look at the roles that people have within the business and then they map technology to the persona. And it's a, a reverse process of a, of a statement of work that comes from a requirements. They're driving the requirements, which is much easier as well because they can align the requirements and manipulate the requirements to what they can actually build. Uh, as opposed to, I think, majority of times we build, and every time we build, it's unique, which makes it difficult. It's very difficult to scope projects and build projects when they are fresh every time. And you can't take learnings from previous projects. But it's, it gives us, a, Microsoft's become exciting. So it's going to be a very interesting place and it'll be interesting to see. And, and you can see from today, many more partners here than before and some that I've never heard of, many more customers than that I haven't seen before. Uh, so it's, it's good to be back in the Microsoft world and looking forward to where it goes. Great. Yeah, we've seen some the commoditization of SharePoint um, come out of Europe over the last six, nine months around productization or internet in the box. And it also drives exactly what mm. you say around personas, where these are the feature sets, oh great, we can just bolt onto that and utilize it instead of trying to map a process and yep. re-engineer it all over again. Thank you for joining us. Do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you online? Uh, website, Twitter, that's what Yeah, um, John T. Collins is the, the Twitter handle, avpoint.com, corporate website for the globe. Uh, probably easiest to find us on, on those two domains. 
fill out any form for South Africa or for Africa in general and I automatically get those responses coming through. So easy to find me, LinkedIn, wherever it may be. Just look for Chanti Collins. There's not many of us around. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks a lot, Chanti, for spending some time with Pleasure, us guys. and uh, contributing to the success of the event. Cool. And, and great job today. It's a really, really good turnout and uh, the energy and vibe is good. So good job. Okay. Next up, we have Brandon Burtis. Mr. Brandon Burtis. Alistair. The guy with the good hair. Yeah. And Bradley Geldenhuis' man crush. Yeah, apparently. So tell us a bit about yourself, where you come from, where you're going, where you see the world. So, um, where I come from, South Africa, where I've been, Dubai, two years, just got back a little couple of months ago. So working there, doing a couple of things in the EIM space was good. Um, And my plan is to still do other international work, so live somewhere else again. So where's the expertise? I mean, you just said you like traveling. Yeah, I That's do. all the listeners got was... Yeah, traveling. I like traveling. I like traveling. Yeah. Does anybody want to pay for my travels? So what is it that you actually do to earn a living? So I sell stuff. Oh, so you're yeah. a smos. I'm a smos. So I work in EIM space. So I'm not a generalist. Uh, like I'm, a, I'm more of a generalist than a specialist. So I work SharePoint now, but I don't just do SharePoint. I focus more on all ECM platform products. So like a used car salesman? Almost. Yeah. Okay. But better. How long have you been dealing with SharePoint? So I've been working on SharePoint for about six, seven years. So started off in the product space specifically, selling things like Knowledge Lake and all that stuff and scanning tools into the ECM environment or SharePoint environment. Yep. And then progressed from there to a more broader spectrum of stuff. Very cool. So where, where have you landed up now? That you're back so I work at Brighthouse, which is part of Dimension Data. And I'm a principal SharePoint consultant there. So I manage the consultancy division and team and uh, try and manage the center of excellence for us and try and help grow our market presence throughout the global spectrum of So you hope that people will actually listen to you. Yeah. That, uh, you actually mean That's why something. I have nice hair, so that like, people will just give me an opportunity to at least try and speak. Well, vanity is yeah. a sin. Very cool. Can you maybe tell us a little bit how you see the difference between the local SharePoint space here and what what you've seen overseas? Yeah, so our SharePoint space, from a community perspective, um, okay, if I compare it to the Middle East, we are way better. They don't do any sort of community events and all that sort of stuff. They're far behind on that. Um, With regards to SharePoint implementation, projects type of stuff that they use and work with in the middle east i would say they're on about the same level as us the bigger implementations and some levels but on the same sort of roadmap to a specific place and point when i compare them to the markets in europe that i've worked we are not on the same level we're a little bit behind they're far more mature they work on a bigger integration scale than we do so they've seen a lot that you know you can't just have one product to do everything there's multiple products that do one uh, one, one thing, thing particularly we, yeah, well exactly. yeah. so they do a lot of integration between a lot of different uh, ECM and EIM platforms from SAP to open text Oracle stuff SharePoint stuff whatever it may be a lot of integration so making sure that the business is sequenced throughout you're giving a talk today what what is it on have you done uh, it yet actually? I did it actually went really well are you finished I'm finished fiddlesticks I wanted to be there yeah fortunately you weren't thank you yeah it was it was good records management friend or foe so it was just to talk a bit about that. I have clients that have paid huge fines because of compliance issues just recently in the last few months, a couple of million rand each. Ouch. So yeah, it's pretty painful. And this is not even with Poppy yet. This is just auditors and their compliance. So NAS compliance, ISO standards, all that sort of stuff. And they got fined. Financial industries and hospital industries or medical industries, if you want to call them that as well. They're also on the verge of getting these fines at this point. So we need to just make sure that we set the basis. That's so, the whole point of mind. 
So you you asked the question, friend, friend or foe? Where did you let's come both. down on it? Okay. Yeah, because it is. If it's your friend, it will save you a lot of money, but it can be your enemy as well. If you don't have it in place, or you think you do, but you don't, you're going to pay lots of money. So, for instance, public compliance now, 10 million rand fine, average, and jail time for business owners. So they don't care if you're the owner of a bank. They'll be like, you're a big corporate executive. doesn't matter. Tough, so you should have done exactly. something. You should have done something. So stakeholders are responsible and they can go to jail. So you need to make sure you get ready. So the auditors are already putting that pressure on, saying, guys, I'm fining you. You need to make sure the stuff is done. Because if hobby's in place, you'll actually get a bigger fine and jail time. For now, it's just us. So when that gets put in place, they're screwed, literally. Are you finding that you your customers are buying bolt-on products for SharePoint or are you actually building it inside of SharePoint? So I like products. Okay, I'm not a developer. My devs will hate me. They like Sales everything. Guy. I can build everything in SharePoint. No, you can't. So I like products um, and I see that a lot more clients are going because it's easier to foster. So the problem we have in South Africa, in my opinion, is we wait till the last minute to get anything done. They're like, oh my God, I just paid 6 million rand and I need records management now. Okay, how long is it going to take? Two years if you build it out of SharePoint and you put all the compliance frameworks in and whatever. If you buy a product, two months and it's in. So you've got to look at that. So they're like, okay, we'll pay the extra money to get that done. And also everything is catered for like 80% of your issues. You don't have to worry too much about building anything else. So a lot of clients are going that route and direction. When it becomes too hard or too complex and it's going to take too long, they don't want to think about it. They want something now. And it's because they're at this point where they like they wait till the last minute. So if they started it five years ago, yes, they can build something, and it would over the long term it would be a little bit cheaper. But that's not that way. For now, product is the main thing, and I push product. Moving to the cloud, are you a lot of your clients doing that? Yeah, we've got a migration at the moment from two thousand and seven to Office three six five. Good luck. Thirty thousand sites. It is good luck. Sites. Sites. Yeah. Jeez. Not even data. It's not the easiest project. It's no. been hard. And the migration tools that we use, the, the, the guys that, that we have, we've tried all of them and everybody's sort of giving similar results. It's poor. So migration to the cloud is a big issue at the moment. Yeah, well, from 2007, you're, you're jumping multiple versions and platform. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a big rough. issue. So we've got a platform we're working with Azure. We're pushing data from 2007 into Azure, from Azure to Office X5. Four times faster without any action tools. It works for some reason. There's a, some, I don't know, I've got smart guys working here. They just said it works. I'm like, okay. Look, they start throttling you. Microsoft throttles you yes. when you're moving to Office 365, yes. depending on the amount of data you're moving and also how much you can move per week. So the numbers are not staggering. But yes, we've heard similar, we've had similar conversations around going from Azure to Office 365, going into Azure and the speed that you can actually get out of Azure when you yeah. break out. So if you want to browse something, Go to Azure and then break out where you're downloading something. Yeah. The speeds are tremendous in Azure compared to what you get at Office 365. Yeah, so uh, our guy Joshua is busy doing that. He thought up some processes and he's busy doing it now. So now the migration tool and migration is going well. And now you can scale it. So if you're getting one gig an hour, now you can add different streams of that on with the mm-hmm. tool sets and you can get up to 10 gigs an hour, 20 gigs an hour, depending on how many streams you run at the same time. And your, yeah. and your bandwidth, obviously, yeah. So, well, thank you for joining us. Um, you. Before you leave us, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you online, website, Twitter? Sure. So my Twitter handle is Brandon underscore Buertis, um, and that's my Facebook as well. Um, and they can just find me there basically. And on my LinkedIn, it's just Brandon Buertis. They can see me there too. Or on this Second Avenue in Boxburg? No. Uh, you're not at the flea market? No, they closed it down. Okay. Yeah. 
Damn it. Yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on another site though, but I'm not going to mention that. It's uh, PG. Well, it's thanks for your time. I really sure. appreciate uh, your contribution to the community, and we'll chat to you soon. No problem. Thank you. Let me go thanks, find man. my man crush. Next, we have Paul Nimant. Welcome, Paul, the former consultant slash architect, now sitting on the other side. <laughs> yes, how's it, guys? Um, good to be here. I've actually caught a couple of your soundbites um, that I found on Facebook and over the web. Very cool. So you're one of three people mm. on the planet that actually has listened to it. No, I'm one of two. I've actually been listening under two uh, different uh, personas. <laughs> Thanks for telling us that now. So, Paul, just mm. for the listeners, uh, give us some background. I mean, we've known each other for a while, but uh, let everyone know who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. Well, Alice, I want to take you back to circa, what, 2009. And if you remember a little uh, song by a group called ACDC, <laughs> launching an um, a internet for business connection, starting off and blaring out Thunderstruck to all the GMs and uh, C-level people that were there. Yeah, we, we, knew, we yeah. knew how to launch an internet back then. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, diving since 1993, giving my age away, yeah. Um, been in SharePoint since about 2007. I've worked for a variety of the companies, um, BCX, uh, SharePoint Consult, Intervate, and now sitting in MultiChoice. Yeah, on the other side of the fence, you make all the decisions now. Yeah, but we're sitting, you know, in that sexy company, you know, obviously... Um, great opportunities. Um, you know, we've been on prem now for a couple of years, but the last couple of months branching into the onto into the online space. And are yeah. you finding the industry and growth? Obviously, it's it's very different from a consultative environment to move into actually being the customer mm-hmm. and getting to. How do you follow the trends now? Because from a consulting perspective, it's very different how we see the world to yeah. the way you would see the world. Your interaction is immediate with mm-hmm. the client because you are the client. Yeah, exactly. So, look, most of my life I've been in the consulting space. So, as always, how can I word this? You, as consulting, you earn your stripes. Because in the morning you're at client A, in the afternoon you're at client B, and in the evening you're sitting with client C. So, you've got to focus on three, four different projects at the same time, knowing all those environments. Obviously, as you mentioned, keeping up to date with all the trends and, and kind of what's, what's coming up and, 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 um, and being able to advise. Being in the business, as we call well, in the business as I call it, you obviously rely a lot on consultants. So we do still have some consultants that come on board and, um, you know, at events like the SharePoint Saturday, the, um, the IWs. Uh, we try to catch one or two conferences a year. But it's still a hell of a lot of reading. What I do like, though, about being in the business or in the non-consulting space is that it's almost like a greater sense of ownership. Mm. And I'm not saying that to be derogatory to consultants. Because, no, I, mean, I completely uh, agree know, with you. Yeah. So you can, and you can see that into your envision. So you can say, right, I'm taking this baby from point A. I want to see it at point Z and I'm going to get there via B, C, D. And you're progressing. And you know what? As you're going along the way, you're going to see how the trends may change how the um, the usage may how the usage may differ you get even to, the even the plans yeah. yeah you get to have like some proper follow through right? yeah which we as consultants we are foster parents yeah that's all we are <laughs> we're the foster parents for a couple of days and then pff, we hand it over and this child's got to grow up but you know what there's a very valid space for that because the consultants are the considered experts I mean you know you guys have to be up to date with all the latest trends be able to advise. So even if you come in and you're there for, you know, whether through a SharePoint planning services engagement or just through a normal engagement over a couple of days, 
oh guys okay where are you and you know do you know about these trends maybe this is where you sh- what you should be what you should be looking at what's it like what's the microsoft world like in the in the media services game i mean that, that, that's the guys you work for is there a difference have you seen a, a bigger yeah. growth or faster because media is so fast and changing compared to so like the mining sector so you've got to almost look at what's core to the business so Multitrust and DSTV, sexy, funky media company. You kind of look at SharePoint on the side. So SharePoint is a business enabler. You know, it's enabling it. And we, I mean, all three of us are SharePoint fanatics, if you want to put it that way. So we know how it can help the business and, you know, what we can do with it. And in terms of the service offering, it's having to sell that into the business. Because a lot of the guy, and I, th- I think it applies to any industry. If you're going to finance department and you say, Guys, I can take your reports and put them onto Power BI or Power Pivot and then host them under Excel services or whatever. The guys are going to say, yeah, that's great. But you know what? I've just got a spreadsheet. I'm happy with my spreadsheet. Exactly. And how do you sell that? How do you sell that concept? That vision. Yeah, actually vision. Much, yeah, much, much nicer word. Whereas we can see it because, A, we've either worked with it before or we're working closely with Microsoft and we can see what the, what the plan and what the user experience is about. That to me is always key is the user experience. You know, you can develop a system that'll bring a report or you can deliver, bring out a system that'll bring a report that's, yeah, proper. that's kick-ass, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested in, because you're, you're in the business now, as you say, mm. you can take sort of the long, a more long-term view um, than we can as consultants. Our, our brief is usually quite limited in time scale, so we have to go in and show yeah. results very quickly. Mm. Um, are you using a more long-term view to sort of have those interactions with business into like, you know, you really do want the really cool, yeah. like you, your spreadsheet's nice, but it's not as good as it could be to sort of build them up to that slowly over time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, there's a show that runs on, uh, I think it's, I think there's repeats at the moment called Kirby Enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah. It's very so, good. I mean, you guys have worked with me before. I see something and I latch into it and I say, Oh, we need to go do this thing and we need to do it now. We need to make it happen. Where sometimes you need to take that slow and steady approach, A, for shepherd maturity. So no yeah. business or no department, if you want to go to a more granular level, is going to get into SharePoint using 100% of the functionality in the space of a week. But you give them a document library, you give them a little bit and piece, you know, little bits and pieces. And eventually, I mean, if, you know, I'll consider the internet that we've got. It started off yay big and it's now grown into three, four, five, ten times because of word of mouth. So we started off doing one or two solutions and then the other departments get here and then it starts, it starts growing and it starts snowballing. So it's, um, it's an exciting space. Yes, sometimes you do need to take the slow, steady approach. But as long as you can say, this is our long-term vision and this is where we want to, this is where we want to be. And, of course, the big thing is you need to have the buy-in. Yeah. I, I mean, it's standard from the, from the C-level guys. Yeah. Any chance of you moving back into a <laughs> consultative role when you get tired of where you are or are you planning on retiring there? Can we go off the record? <laughs> we'll save that for yeah. after the recordings. Yeah. Why are you making an offer? <laughs> no, so look, I'm actually quite happy. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a nice space to be. My big thing, and this is speaking personally, is I need to feel fulfilled in what I'm, mm. in what I'm doing. If I'm not feeling A, that I'm making a contribution or learning something, you know, you start getting in frustration. But I mean, speaking honestly and from the heart, it's at the moment, it's an exciting space. And I'll put it straight down to the Office 365. It's just 
game changer. It's, it's exactly. It's just opened up that opened up that playing field. Um, my biggest thing was always um, when you were on prem, it was very difficult to get third party people coming in, and we all know that organisations are not working in um, in, in isolation. isolation. Yeah, everybody's got some form of collaboration, and it's email or documents or Dropbox. Can I say Dropbox? Yes, OneDrive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know that the that the guys are using. But if you want formal collaboration, 365 gives you, gives you that space. Open up a site, make sure the user permissions are all configured, invite the guys in, you've got formal collaboration. It's just the solutions, the scope for solutions has just, has just grown. So in closing, how are you finding today? You know, so first of all, top-notch arranged event, um, <laughs> fantastic presenters. Um, but it's always like... And like I said, I mean, I've been in the IW community now for probably the last six, seven years. Um, you know, I'm not in consulting now, so you see the guys once, maybe twice a year. But when you come back, it's like meeting old family again. Great. It's That's like great. there's cousins or second or third cousins. Sharepoint community is like that two degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But great. I mean, I won't say let's have more. Uh, that might be great, but this is just... Very, very well organized. Fantastic. Well, yeah. thanks for your time, Paul. No, sure. We, we see you as an alumni consultant, <laughs> and um, we'll chat to you soon. Yeah, cheers. And finally, we have Warren Marks. So last but not least for today, uh, the legend, the man behind the legend, the legend continues, and whatever else you can put in front or behind of legend, the legend Warren Marks. <laughs> Thank you, guys. A.K.A. Nice, nice the heckler. <laughs> Nice intro. How's your SharePoint Saturday going? Yeah, very good. Definitely the, the biggest crowd we've seen in Joburg to date. I think it's been great. Eh? Well organized. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's good to give back to the community and let the guys see what's happening in the technology space. I think it's shifting very quickly. But it's been a great turnout. Very impressive. Awesome. Before we get, actually, before we get into the, the full thing, do you want to let the listeners know who you are, where you're from? Sure. Um, so my name is Warren Marks. I am the Chief Revenue Officer for GT Consult. Is that like a, like a big word for sales guy? No, not really. Uh, there's a little bit more than that. But um, yeah, sales is only a couple of letters. Though, so do you do human resources as well? <laughs> I do not. Uh, okay, so then what, what, what else besides sales do you do? So pricing structures, anything revenue related, insurance targets are met. So sales to a certain degree. Okay. Such a troll, bro. So just give, <laughs> totally give, a troll. Give, but everyone, it's give our listeners just a background of where you come from, what got you into the crazy space that you're in right now. So I've been in the IT space for about 15 years. I started out doing solution architecture around exchange, migrations, and started really owning big data projects. So moving large amounts or large volumes of data from various platforms to other platforms, ensuring coexistence and that the, the data is available to them or to the user base throughout the duration of the migration process. And a few years ago, I found myself working more and more in the SharePoint space and uh, came across to, to GT, which I thought was the elite and uh, confirmed my suspicions. It was the elite uh, of the, in the SharePoint space and doing a lot more in the cloud now. So it only was natural progression, I guess. I got uh, into sales as I came from a technical background. And sales, I think, as a whole has changed. It's not just about selling anymore. It's about uh, putting value 
forward to a customer to make their lives easier digital transformation. So like we said to Frank on the previous podcast, uh, this is not a sales pitch. So <laughs> going on about how great GT uh, is, please, can we keep that to a minimum? Sure. Yes. I don't need to say it. I mean, everyone knows it, right? <laughs> um, I'm, AKA the heckler. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's quite a good idea to have sales people involved who have a, a technical background. I think that's often quite a challenge for consultants when they have to pick up solutions that have been sold without any technical knowledge yeah, involved in the process. Most sales people are useless because they have no technical background. Oh, I like but Warren, people. Warren, you know, like you said, the legend, <laughs> one of those few people that can actually sell that's technical. Yeah, I think our listeners wanted me to take him out for dinner tonight or something like that. So many compliments out of him. I've never heard such a thing. But we had dinner last night, boy. It ended badly. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah, you made it rain. <laughs> you had a session today. I did. What was it on, Warren? It was on uh, what do I do with all my SharePoint data? What does that mean? That That's a very title good title. <laughs> so there's a lot of information nowadays and... Uh, it's about how do, how do you guys or how do organizations manage that effectively. SharePoint is quite limited when it comes to performance after large volumes of data are uploaded. And as users adopt the platform, more and more information is added. So it was really about how to effectively manage that information to ensure while doing so you have um, that data available and good performance within SharePoint and uh, within your cloud platform. Okay, so you're not just a pretty face. Um, I'm many things. Are many things pigeon. <laughs> so the answer is yes. What's the question? Is that your motto? <laughs> and overall, uh, from a sponsor perspective, are you finding the interaction with the with the crowd that's been here today? I think it's been brilliant. I think the the stands or the sponsor stands have been set up uh, quite effectively. You've got all people in one place. Uh, there's a whole range of new faces, and I think that's very important. A lot of the time, these conferences are the same faces year in and year out. And there's uh, you know we did a show of hands in the keynote this morning of how many new fa or how many new people uh, were here on their first SharePoint Saturday, and it was a good fifty percent of the audience. So that's, I think it's that's fantastic. Huge. Yeah, it was massive. How do people find you on the interwebs? Are you do you have a personal brand or have you? I'm not a. I must be honest. I'm not a big social guy. Oh. All right. So except um, for except for a, a national bowling champion, from what we understand. <laughs> I have won. I've won one tournament, which is uh, clearly doing the rounds. But, right. but, yeah. but no. From a SharePoint community perspective, we support everyone, and we've supported your other habits, which wasn't really great. This one is actually pulling. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's coming to fruition. So yes, we're glad you. to support you. If you, as long as you brand the balls when you have them made, it's got to say it's. It's either got to have the SPS events logo on. Or the information worker community learn that, that would be awesome. Would it be great? Can yes. can we convince you to do that? Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. In closing, words of advice to bidding SharePoint people that have attended like the event today, fifty percent on you. What what sort of advice would you give them around their career in the space that we've known for the last ten years and called home? Uh, what would be the best advice you could give them? So I think the the technology technology as a whole is moving very very quickly and it's pretty vast now. Um, I think the access to these technologies has become a lot easier with the introduction of Office 365 and Azure. Guys need to pick an area of expertise and it's, uh, you know, you can't be a jack of all trades anymore. So you've got to pick a, an area to specialize in, something that, that you enjoy and move forward with that. Try and specialize in a specific area to, to really make a, a strong career out of it. Okay, great. Well, thanks a lot, Warren, for having a chat with us today and for your contribution to the success of SharePoint Saturday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well done on a great event. Thanks. And there we have it.
Thank you for listening to this bumper episode of Two Guys in SharePoint. All of these interviews should be up on YouTube in a little while. And we will see you next week. 